I don't know why in the hell we need all this room up here, to be honest with you. When they were first engineering these studios, by the way, Justin first and Phil from Blue. Hello, Cooper, hello, you know, hello. Uh, when they were first engineering this joint, this yeah. cavernous area, yeah. we were saying the studios don't have to be this large. Right. It's rare that we actually have guests that still come and visit, you know, the radio stations. But right. the guy who the guy who engineered it is a student of the seventies broadcast, so he was thinking performance and bands yeah. and guests and interviews. This is the biggest one I've ever ever been in <laughs> like for real that. like usually when we come in and do radio we have to set up like in this little like the drummers on top of me on my shoulders uh-huh. playing the tambourine or some shit well next time we'll bring the band in here and we I can love do, that we can do something fun i would absolutely love that There's great to see you man you too buddy yeah well uh, so you were saying you spent a couple of days up at our beautiful lake tahoe before the Dude. show tonight which kicks off a long run i didn't even realize that y'all were that close to such beauty yeah like we had two days of just doing nothing out on this beach and I was just sitting there going, wow, I'm swimming in this lake looking up at snow-capped mountains. Yeah, you picked a good- You guys have it really rough. No doubt. <laughs> you guys have it really rough. And you can see from your office, snow-capped mountains. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you, your life sucks. Like I say, man, you picked a good weekend or a good <laughs> week to come and visit us because the weather has been really super schizophrenic this year. Really? Um, summer summer came and visited us two months ago and it got up in the 80s for a couple of days and then all of a sudden all the snow blew in and it's been crappy and nasty up until about two weeks ago. So, so it, When time. was the last snow? Uh, up in the mountains, two weeks. Really? Yeah. When does your summer officially start here? Uh, that's debatable, man. Here yeah. in the Valley, usually Memorial Day yeah, okay. is when the weather starts getting good. All but right. they're going to be skiing. Squaw Ski Resort is going to be open through July 7th. Wow. Right? And they could probably stay open longer than that if they wanted to. Yeah. But, you know, there's insurance wow, and stuff. Wow, snow stays that long. That's Wh- where were you staying at Tahoe? Do you recall? Just in the bus in the parking <laughs> okay. lot somewhere. Wait, do you remember what beach you went to? Uh, it was, it, we were right by the Hard Rock Casino. Okay, and we so walked South right Shore. down the Yeah, we walked right down there, and it was just so okay. gorgeous, man. That's cool. Um, look, you've been public about addiction, obviously. Sober for over seven years now. Congratulations yeah. oh, on thank that. thank you. I appreciate that. Way to go. When was your last slip dream? Slaps, last slip dream? Yeah. Last yeah, yeah. night. Was it really? I have them every night. Do you really? Every freaking night. Oh it's insane. God. It's crazy that you would ask me that. I, I, it takes I've me a good there. 30 minutes to go, did I do anything? Yeah. Or did it? You know? So last night, uh, this is crazy. They're just, you know what I'm talking about. Totally. I think it shows that you deep, deep, deep down, you care about your sobriety oh, yeah. and it scares the, the yeah. shit out of you about maybe slipping it up, right? It scares the bejesus out of me. It really does. Yeah. You know, I still romanticize about it, yeah. you know? Um, but I know that if I just play the tape out, where it'll get me. Sure. You know, and um, with my kind of, uh, with my kind of attitude and personality, um, I can't just have like one of anything. If yeah. I have uh, M and M's, I I gotta have the whole bag. If I have, you know, I'm just that guy. I'm right. Just that guy. You know? It uh, it's difficult. Silence is difficult for me. Right. Being in quiet spaces. Really? And it's it's part mental and it's part the fact that I have really bad tinnitus. And so when oh, there's do. silence, all I get is, and it gets louder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the <laughs> it most gets annoying. Louder. So I go to the beach and I always have a, a, a some type of a music device playing and yeah. it annoys some people. And they've asked me, why, 
we're at the beach to have quiet. Why do you have to bring that? And so I have to explain to them medically why it quiets the ring in my ear to right. have some type of noise. But how do you deal with silence, man? You know, I've always been, I've always hated silence, but once I got sober and I found inner peace, like during the winter, I'll go up to this beach called in Port Aransas in Texas mm-hmm. and I'll just sit on the beach and I mean, I absolutely love silence now, right. you know, but the kind of silence where there's waves behind you and sure. and seagulls, I can't sit with dead silence. Yeah. I'll, that'll drive <laughs> me crazy. I have to sleep with the TV on. Uh, I have to always have something going on to where I can hear something, whether it's wind or rain or anything, something has to be going on. Yeah. If you were to put me in a black room with dead silence, that's probably the worst next to drowning. Yeah. Drowning is probably the worst. Bonkers, man. We, uh, I would go bonkers. I would. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd freak out, man. I used to go to sleep with the TV on and my it drove my wife nuts because she likes complete silence. And then we got one of these fancy dancy beds that Ooh, have the movable adjustable bases. And if you click a button, the bed goes brrrr. You used to have to put a quarter in Oh, yeah. It, I remember those in the hotels. <laughs> like, what was the point of that? It didn't really massage you. It just shook. Yeah, yeah. So, like an earthquake was going on. <laughs> so I put that on, and if I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, I click it back on, because it only stays on for like 15 minutes before it shuts off. Brrr, wow. and it puts me right back to sleep. Um, Were those expensive, that bed? Yeah, it was... Was uh, it a car it, payment? It was an endorsement deal, right? Whoa! And so the folks at uh, this place, Mattress Firm here in town, great people, by the way, yeah. said, you're going to endorse our product, come and pick whatever you want. And I said, whatever I want? whatever you want. So I said, what's the most expensive thing you got? What's the best of the best? I want the vibrating, maneuverable, roller coaster riding, (laughs) dipped in chocolate, fried and fed to me bed. That's what I got. That's no good, man. (laughs) That's finger licking sleepy good. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, okay. Mattress firm. That's amazing. (laughs) Back to this discussion. Uh, You you mentioned sober now for three whole months in the song, Hate Me. Yeah. so obviously you had kind of been down that path of sobriety a time or two until what was like the final straw to make you take it so seriously the last time that you did it for good i didn't really think i mean sobriety to me meant not doing cocaine okay and and heroin right so i could still drink and still smoke all i wanted that was way back in the day that was Mm. sobriety to me i could still pop pills okay like i was a dumbass you know what i'm saying like i Uh uh-huh Sobriety to me now is don't put anything in your body that will enhance or alter your mood. Right. Nothing. You know, nothing. So it's all straight up personal, Justin Furstenfeld, 100% of the day. If I'm in a bad mood, I can find that bad mood, own it, get over it, move past it. It's not like, oh God, there's so much going on. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just, I'm clear. I'm clear. So... I don't think I ever really tried it because I never really wanted to be sober back then, but it got so desperate that kids were involved, uh, family was involved, my career was involved, mm-hmm. my health was involved. Oh my God, my health. It was yeah, so, I was, I was say, you look great, I man. was 300 pounds back then. Jeez. I remember what, the last interview I did with you at your house. Yeah. <laughs> I was like 300 pounds. I was wacko. Yeah. You look back at those pictures and go, my God, yeah. what was I thinking? I look like, I look like a, an overweight raccoon. Yeah with black around his eyes, you yeah. know, just so sad. I, I, I had the worst fashion sense too. Like you look at me, I'm wearing these <laughs> fake gold chains with I, a, it's just awful. I've always thought you had very eclectic sense in fashion, well, but I guess you, at sir. that point it was just It was all gaudy, dude. It was so crazy. bad. It was Walmart at 3 a.m. fashion. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> 
Justin, tell me, when are you at your most vulnerable, do you think? Uh, when I'm on stage. Really? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely when I'm on stage. I would think you'd be so empowered and know exactly what you're doing, these songs that you've written and you've performed in front of these audiences with this band for so long, that getting up on stage would be the easy part of the day. It is, but I'm also vulnerable on stage. I'm, I take down... Um, I'd have to say on stage during my open book shows. Okay. Because there's no big lights fog and it's just one seat with acoustic guitar and me just talking to people in the audience about what what I chose to do and how maybe if if they want to talk about it, you know, right. then it just opens the whole conversation yeah, up. Yeah, no doubt. That's awfully risky when you're in a situation where somebody can ask any question whatsoever. I could imagine sometimes you get asked questions that are uncomfortable and maybe you don't want, like, this is private. I don't want to get into that. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't think I've ever been asked a question that was too private. Really? I mean, I'm the kind of guy that someone asked me, you know, what... What uh? What's the most embarrassing moment on stage? And I tell them about the time when I went. <laughs> I remember when that. I used the bathroom all over myself. You know, it's like I just don't really care what people think about me. So it's, I, I'd really, I really like that about myself these days. Yeah. Back in the day, that's all I cared about is what people thought, how cool I was, huh. ego. Yeah, you know. And these days, I just want to play music and make art and treat my kids and friends good and be there for other people. Right. You know, I view what I do, you know, doing this little radio thing is uh, like I tell my wife, man, I haven't had a a day working since I was 18, since I got into this business. Do you ever view what you do as work? Does it ever become work where it becomes when it when it goes from a get to to a have to? No, this is what I was put on earth to do. Yeah. And even my wife knows that. So it's like this is what I do. And I love every aspect of it. And how in the hell did we get blessed with such beautiful wives? I, I married way I out of my I saw your lead. wife too, bro. <laughs> We're both doing real good. I think it's the hair. I think I think it is your hair. I even wanted to braid your hair earlier on live, live television. <laughs> my Jeez. hair and our voices is yeah. Cool. Yeah, wait, wait. There. there we go. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, we're super blessed. We're super grateful. And I see all these people who, who always think, <clears throat> I've been there too, where I think the grass is greener. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's never, it never is, and and I and I remind myself of that of just how special life is. Um, sitting on a tour bus with all three of my kids and my wife, and looking out, and there's Lake Tahoe, and then the next yeah. day I come in, I see you, and we get to talk about personal stuff and catch up on that, and it's just, man, that was a year ago when we last spoke, so it's just yeah. like that's the first thing I wanted to ask you, and and now I know that things are doing better, and I'm just like so good, yeah, you know, so that's what life is about, you know, it's not about, you know. What I was gonna, what I'm gonna do next week to to be cool, or or, or what song I'm gonna write to try and fit in the, the latest pop or mm-hmm. alternative fashion. It's just I have a certain core of people that love me, right? And I'm gonna super serve those people because they have super served me. I, and so far, it's gone really good. I find it difficult to. Um to find somebody to keep me in check and hmm. tell me how I'm presenting. And so I've found the past year or so I've really been reaching out to, I, my wife can't do it. We're too close together. Right. My, my parents can't do it. You know, fans can't do it because but they're too close. Who does what, it for you? Um, I reach out to, to friends that are friends 
but not so close that they're just going to sit there and kiss my ass. Yeah, Fr- yeah. Friends who don't give a shit what I do for a living, but friends who care about me and people who are as opposite of me as possible, highly conservative, right. regimented, uh, former military guy, one of my best friends. Wow. He's the one who keeps me in check. And I've come out and said, look, how am I presenting? I yeah. need a mirror here. Yeah. How Who's does that look? for you? Uh, I would have to say it's... I mean, my wife is pretty good at it. Yeah? My wife is good at it because she checks my balls daily. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always, I just go full force all the time. But it's also uh, my manager, Paul. He's really good at letting Paul's me great, know what's yeah. up on the outside. You know, hey, man, you're gaining a few pounds. You need to get back down. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hey, man, last night that move looked good, but, you know, maybe don't do that because it looked a little daddish. Huh. Hey, man, you know, uh, you know, and I respect that 100%. That's cool. That's 100%. But my wife, last night I took her on a date in Lake Tahoe, and we're sitting there, and I'm frustrated about some of how business is going. And she said, yeah. man, give them a break. Yeah. None of them go as hard as you do. Just give them a freaking break, Mr. Control, like give him a freaking break. He had a rough day, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, and I have to, to, you know what I'm saying? No, that's cool. You know, just talking about your wife, I saw her in the uh, the trailer for the documentary. How in the world does this thing come about? I mean, I know it's been bubbling out there for almost a year now. Ready for the years? Oh my god, that long? Six years we filmed it. Is it a full feature length film? Yeah. And an hour and hundred and forty. No, it's an hour and forty-five minute. Film. How that all come about, man? And does it does it does it come across as a storyline or is it documentary or how does it? Documentary. Um, when I when I decided to make some changes in my life, I wanted to. I knew how far down I'd gone, so I wanted to get cameras on us to see if we could ever rekindle our relationships. And mm-hmm. and um, the longer it went, and the longer I stayed sober, and the longer we were kind and sweet. And working hard and the music that was being written, it was like, whoa. Yeah. And we just kept, then I kept losing weight and the guys kept getting better and we all kept getting better. Babies were born and six years later, everybody's at the best of their game, the top of their game, the label's doing great, the business is doing great and and God is in our life and we're all just sitting there going, how in the world did this happen? Yeah. We are all so blessed yeah. to, to gone from there to there and oh my God, we caught it all on film. That's cool, man. Now we can see where it went wrong, where it went right, where it mended, who said what, and it's beautiful. It's glorious. So the first folks who are going to get a chance to see it are some of the big film festivals, and then when are you planning on a regular release, and how is that going to happen? I mean, have you approached like Netflix or Hulu? We have a whole thing where where we're talking about offers right now with a lot of different people. Okay. And um, and film festivals have the first rights to it, so... Cool. I'm just proud to be in the film business now. <laughs> yeah, you know, no Up doubt. Down Records was music Because you got nothing else and, going on, and right? And books, and yeah. now it's film. I'm yeah. like, yeah! <laughs> okay. Get me in there! Uh, let's talk about the latest release. I hope you're happy. A lot of great songs on this Thank uh, album. You. I, I think my favorite is I Want to Come Back Home. Oh, wow. Um, just love that. There's something in it that just, you know, it kind of brings a tear to my eye. I think about, you know, my parents living all the way across the country in North Carolina. Uh, and the one that stands out as a, as a rocker to me, especially when I saw the video, I went, wow, this is cool, is uh, Colors Collide. And I want to play that one this afternoon here on Rock 104.5. But what was the motivation <laughs> behind Colors Collide? I have my ideas, but I'd like to hear it from you. Personally, it was, I mean, I'm never into politics, right? Right. But I just got so frustrated with all these stupid politics. Mm-hmm. Like, just, I'm just trying to be happy and live my peaceful life. And I'm trying to shine some, 
inspiration on my kids. And I can't even turn on the TV today or go outside or make a comment or 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 say hi to someone without someone thinking. It's just so crazy, like yeah. just the negativity in in our country right now. And and it's just how how far away from that I want to be, and and how uh, just how the race card and we're all one person. We're all the same people. We all bleed red and it's just, there's no room for that. There's no room for hate. There's no room for, for any egotistical segregation or any egotistical. Uh, it's all about work hard, get what you get from working hard, love hard and live your life to be happy, joyous and free. That's what it is. And I'm so sick of just these negative mm -hmm. Nancys that always just want to come and try and screw up this chi, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what it is. It's just basically a big middle finger to don't you ever try to pull this chi down because I, it took a long, hard time to get it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. It was just stupid colors in the first place. Right. So just go on with your life and, you know. Justin. Appreciate you coming in, man. Dude, I love you, Jay. It's always a pleasure. My wife is calling right now on the bat phone. I'm going to answer that and just leave her on right here because uh, I told her earlier, I'm talking to Justin Furstenfeld, and she, of course, wanted to come to the uh, the little performance you guys did earlier, yeah. but she's stuck up at Tahoe working, like stuck. Her view is gorgeous. Oh, and poor thing. she wasn't able to make it, but she did ask if she could come back and say hi tonight before the show. Of course you can. You cool. always can.